And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Wednesday. I know that it's Wednesday, which is the first time in about uh, two years that I know the day of the week. Um, You know how I know that it's Wednesday? Enlighten us all, please. Um, Well, I'm not going to name the establishment because, you know, I don't want to alienate advertisers but it's lasagna day at a certain local establishment and you know that is a must-have i got two things of lasagna in the car right now go ahead lasagna i, I, I didn't know you were a lasagna type guy oh just type of lasagna oh yeah um yes sir we are a big lasagna head over here we've got a fun show coming our oh, coming your way today uh, at noon, we're going to BJ Young, and we'll be chatting with him about um, week seven. We'll get some injury updates. Uh, the Tarpons may or may not be without some key pieces in week seven, taking on Morgan City. I think it would be safe to say they're going to be without some guys. Uh, you can't have that many injuries, and then they all come back the next week. They're going to probably be without a few pieces, but we'll ask him about um, his team's health and their preparations and, and – uh, how do they plan to handle today? It's a mess today outside. It's going to rain all day long today. No lightning, though. You could go and play. You could go and get some work in. I'm curious to see what their plans are. Um, Morgan City coming up on Friday. So we got BJ. Um, we got an open invite to the Turtle at 12.15, but he has not yet replied to our messages. So we will actually, you know what? Uh, he just said no. Uh, we're coming on tomorrow. So t- Taylor's going to join us tomorrow. All going to look, they, they signed a deal with Nichols, and now, like, it just, it's wishy washy. We could barely ever have him on. Like, ah, he might be getting his uh suit dry cleaned or something. Success changes people, man. Like, yeah, um, trying to somebody teach him how to tie a tie or something like that. Casey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get cranked up, uh, I want to ask the community out there that's listening to uh, maybe say a few prayers. Uh, Billy Rep stop found out this morning is in the hospital yeah dude I, I saw that they were asking for prayers didn't know the circumstances or the situations but man we uh oh my goodness yeah, yeah prayers for uh you know recover speedy recovery and hope he's uh back soon at, at his house but he's uh he, he's in a hospital right now so uh he, he can use some prayers amen we we certainly hope bill's okay man bill is a oh man an icon um tarpon legend Terrebonne uh, today actually got a call from Scott Gotro this morning. Um, they are going to be honored by the New Orleans Saints later today. Um, Coach Gotro didn't know specifics, but usually when the Saints come, they're given like state coach of the week or team of the week. Or so Terrebonne football is getting some sort of award from the Saints today as a as a uh, testament of their five and one start to the year. That's always cool. We'll get some more specifics and some more details there, but. Uh, they got a big one, a big, big one. And I don't know if you had a chance to hear yesterday's show or not, but we had Tyler Lewis on, and they're going to play Destrehan on the road. And and he said straight up, he said, hey, you play these big games. I think sometimes you could overcoach. I think sometimes you could overprepare. He said, hey, we've got to 5-1 and one with a big offensive line and running the ball. We're going over there with our big offensive line, and we're running the ball. And uh, – I think that's the right approach, man. You come up with a million different things to try to do. That's not what got you to 5-1. and one. I, I was really refreshed to hear him say that. Don't know if it's going to work. Don't know if they're going to go on the road and win. But I do think they're approaching it the right way. Hey, man, you got to 5-1 and one for a reason. Go play your game. 
Yeah, don't, don't change because of the opponent you're playing. Uh, look, ball control. Keep the ball away from them guys and do your thing, and who knows? Who knows what can happen? Last week was the week of the blowout in the area. Just about every game except the game that we called um, was very lopsided. This week is not going to be that way. Um, Central Lafourche and East St. John. East St. John's pretty heavily favored in that one. Destrahan and Terrebonne. There is maybe an opportunity for Terrebonne to to compete with them. H.L. Bourgeois and Thibodeau. Hanville and Lutcher is very interesting. Hanville desperately needing a win. Desperately needing a win. They're 29th right now. They're hosting Lutcher. <laughs> Good luck. It should be a, a big challenge for them. That is going to be a big matchup for both teams. Um, of course, we told you about uh, Terrebonne and Destrand. On the 4A side, Ellender and Assumption. Assumption should be pretty heavily favored in that one. South Lafouche and Morgan City. Don't know. We don't know the status of who is and who is not available for South Lafouche. Vanderbilt Catholic will be taking on South Terrebonne. That matchup will be in the Swamp. I figure Vanderbilt would be favored in that one, but the Gators are starting to play better. Berwick and Central Catholic of Morgan City should be a pretty good one. E.D. White taking on Donaldsonville. Um, say your prayers, Donaldsonville. Mm. Uh, <laughs> because the mean machine is coming. Um, Patterson taking on St. James. Home of Christian School, fresh off of a tough loss, is taking on Riverdale. Uh, that's a chance to get some 4A PowerPoints there if Homer Christian could steal a win there. And then, of course, we had Jesse on yesterday, and uh, CCA is taking on Highland Baptist, a game that CCA should be favored to win. But, you know, Jesse said, hey, we lost four in a row. We, until we win one, you know, we, uh, we're going to be scrapping and, and clawing. Uh, so it's a fun week seven. Um, and then how about this? I know this is not local, but John Curtis coming off of two losses in a row. How are they going to 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 handle that, and and how are they going to respond? They're playing Acadiana on Friday night. It's gonna be it's gonna be big time athletes all over the field. The Shrine on Airline is gonna be lit up. That's gonna be a, a lot of fun. There, there's a chance Curtis loses three in a row. <clears throat> Probably be the first time in decades. Uh, yeah, if I had to guess. Wow. Yeah, but uh, look, they can go and. and and beat Acadiana now. Oh, that, of course. That's of course. But very possible. Their schedule. I mean, look, don't – JT may be this or he may be that. He is certainly not uh, afraid to play the top dogs, okay? Open up with Central Lafouche. That is what it is, right? They were supposed to play Zachary. Quite frankly, Zachary kind of cowered out of that. Um, I say coward. That's a very strong – Miscommunication. I blame Zachary more than I blame John Curtis. There, let me say that before anybody starts. That's a good at me. way of putting it. Uh, then they play a big old powerhouse program from Florida. Then they play Jesuit. Then they play Holy Cross. Then they play Rumble. Then they play Acadiana. Then Saint Aug. Then Brother Martin. Then Carr. You find me. <laughs> you find me. Oh. The easy out in that schedule. I don't think it exists, Bubba. Um, yeah, it's going to be brutal, but they're going to be battle-tested going into the postseason, uh, most certainly. The one that's intriguing to me is right now Thibodeau is 1-4, and four, and they had the the unfortunate situation in week six where, you know, the game gets washed or whatever. And I say washed. It got you know, no contest because of the, the shooting outside of the campus. If the playoffs started today, they would get in. And the next two weeks, they got Bourgeois and Central Lafouche. They could maybe build a little bit of cushion and give themselves a little bit of leeway. And 
Then after that, you're playing Terrebonne and Destrahan games that even if you lose them, you're going to get some, like, I think Dre and them are, are in a pretty good spot right now. Even though the wins haven't stacked up, their schedule has cooperated. Everybody on their schedules won a ton of games. I think Thibodeau's in a really good spot right now to potentially make the playoffs, man. You got to win the next two for sure. Yep. Then that that'll still put you what? <clears throat> They'd be three and four. They might be three and, and seven and get in. No way. Hmm? You don't think so? No. They're one and four right now. Enter in. And what they was their rank? Twenty seven. And it's twenty eight. They get. Obviously, yeah, if some of the teams below them win, the, the some Central games, win. If they beat Central, won't give them much. So their 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 numbers ten point two right now. You get ten for a win. So beating Central, you actually are moving down a little bit. You're gonna your numbers gonna rise because some of your scheduled teams are gonna win. Um, Bourgeois, I mean, it's kind of the same situation. They got two wins, so you get twelve there. That would be a little better. Um, it would be close, but they could they could potentially. Look, I, I'll go so far as to say if they do beat either Thibodeau, I mean, if they do beat either Terrebonne or Destrehan and go four and six, they would be a lock to get in, I think, right? Well, it'd be four and five. Four and five. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm saying one, I'm, you're right. I'm saying three and seven. They would they would be three and six. You're right. Yeah, that's that's a good catch. But I I, I don't think it would be enough. Man, but just the fact that it, it could even be a possibility, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy to me because you got a terrible team that's five and one, that's twenty fourth, that's fighting to get in, but a team in the same bracket might be three and six. I, crazy. Now let's go look at terrible schedule if you don't mind. Sure. Who do they have down the stretch? <clears throat> Brutal. Murders Row. Destrehan, East St. John, Thibodeau, Honville. All right. So, well, a couple of those teams are going to have some wins. Let's assume. And look, Tyler, if you're listening, I, I, I'm not doubting your team, nothing like that. But let's assume they lose to Destrehan and East St. John. Both games are on the road. Those are not going to be bad losses. Destrehan's going to probably go 10-0, and 0, East St. John 8-2, and 9-1, whatever. The Thibodeau and Hondo games are huge because those are teams that can maybe beat you, and those are teams that ain't got any wins. Thibodeau's 1-4, Hondo's 1-4. Those games are huge for Terrebonne. you got to have them gotta have them because they're talented enough teams to beat you but they don't have any wins so it's not a great win if you beat them but it's a horrific loss if you lose so we're talking this is crazy we're talking terrible potentially could be six and four and not make seven it. and three and, and but then a Thibodeau team could be four and five and terrible may beat Thibodeau head-to-head -head decisively I think it's all going to play out. If you four and five, I don't think you have it. It'll be tough to get in. Can you imagine the the griping if Terrebonne beats Thibodeau but then loses the rest of the games and Thibodeau would get in over them with a worse record and a loss head-to-head? -head? Can you imagine the griping that would happen? And that's a, that's a realistic thing. Like, I'm not just, you know, spitballing. That's something that realistically could happen. Then it, then it look it, it comes in into play. Uh, we were talking off air, and the topic was uh, yesterday on the show uh, about they have to play the terrible empire schools. Mm -hmm. 
not knocking any school, but this uh, this day now that we're in, I would keep them out. Why, why not let give the coaches the the choice if they want to play them or not? I'm talking them parish schools, any school in Terrebonne Parish, you have to play these schools. Let these coaches decide if they want to play. Isn't all this, the schools in a parish? Isn't this an indication of the importance of having a really difficult schedule? Like, you want to play teams that are going to win games. And look, ideally, you would find you a 2A or a 3A school that wins a bunch of games that you could beat, like South Lafouche did with St. Edmund. But the fact that Thibodeau played St. James and E.D. White and Letcher, you know, a, a Murderer's Row, that's afforded them the opportunity to still be in contention. If they were 1-4 and four with some other schedule or 3-3 three and three with South Lafouche's schedule, they wouldn't be where they are. South Lafouche is 3-3. Three and three, They're 34. Like, playing the big dogs helps you, and it helps you a lot. Um, I think it's a, a, a testament to you schedule tough, you're going to have a chance at the end. And I want to see when it, when it all plays itself out, uh, these teams that can go four and six, where, where are they going to fall? I think it's going to work itself out where you, you have to win some of these games to get in. But I understand what you're saying, that right now some of these uh, teams are in a situation where very possible losing record gets you in. But uh, Division One is so competitive. I know in South Lafourche's spot, I mean, you got to win. Mm-hmm. You, and yeah. it, it, it's just, I, I don't know, it's just it's so competitive. I, I think the um, it's going to work itself out at the end where bottom line is you, you – End of the day, you got to win some of these games. Well, there's a really and, – and, and to your point, there's a really good opportunity that the teams that are just below Thibodeau, Denham Springs, Honville, Mandeville, Fountain Blue, Sulphur, like they all might win a bunch of games coming home, in which case, you know, Thibodeau better win a bunch or they're going to be in trouble. But it's just interesting to see, man. They're kind of the one team that stands out. Division One, you got a bunch – hell, you got a 5-1 and one Terrible – Excuse me, five and one Terrebonne team was twenty fourth. You got a five and one Parkway team was five and one. Um, I'm sorry, you got a five and one Parkway team was twenty first. You got a five and one Central Baton Rouge team was twentieth, but you have a one and four team was twenty seventh. It's just kind yeah. of the outlier, kind of the outlier. But let's catch a break when we get back. Tell you about some volleyball stuff, right? Um, we will take a look at some of those numbers. We got some teams that are getting into postseason form. The postseason for volleyball is right around the corner. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. BJ Young joining us at noon on KLEB. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do friend difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Hi, I'm Jake Sheremy, candidate for the Foosh Parish Council District 9. My opponent voted against getting a temporary hospital and library storefront. I will always support a new hospital and library, both temporary and permanent. So be that change. By voting for me, Jake Sheremy, number 81, candidate for the Foosh Parish Council District 9. Paid for by the Jake Sheremy Campaign Fund. Cheers! Cheers, please! Welcome back. Oh, truck's stumbling out of the studio. Your eyeballs. <laughs> it's play by play here on KLEB. We t- I thought he was gonna put the headsets on and yeah. <laughs> give us some uh, expert. We do have middle school football tonight. We think um, LCO in Lockport is scheduled for six o'clock at Central Lafouche tonight. Um, you look out the window and um, kind of makes you wonder a little bit. Yeah, it just, it just it looks nasty out there. I know the forecast is the winds possibly would pick up. Uh, you know, you're talking gust of wind, not sustain. Uh, yeah. So, I'm uh, we're the blue dot <laughs> in that salad full of um moisture. So it's gonna be raining all and day. If, in the next hour, if we hear some, we'll definitely pass it on, Coach Pokey. Uh. We'll keep us updated to what's going on. But as of now, game's still on. 6 o'clock, Bulldogs and the Pirates. Yeah, I uh, can't wait. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. We promised you some volleyball talk. Um, so, let's do it. In Division One. remember, volleyball is not divided by select and non-select, which, calm down, just clear. That's not what this segment's about. Um, oh, it could be. Whew. Yeah, um, Hanville's currently number 10 with their 17-9 and record. Terrebonne has had a wonderful season. They're 11th, they're 18-14. and 14. Um, Do you remember, man, this was probably 10, 12 years ago. Do you remember Sierra Lyons, who was a thrower at Terrebonne and also an outside hitter, and she also was a forward and a center on the basketball team? Yes. Her daughter, London. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's all <laughs> she's at home at junior high right now um get ready that's all i'll say she is an outstanding outstanding volleyball prospect um terrebonne high school is about to be in pretty good shape and i'll leave it at that central lafouche has had a great year um 17 and 13 they are 15th right now they're gonna get in they're gonna make the playoffs Destrahan with a 19 win season so far sitting at number 20 so good on the Lady Wildcats near the bottom in Division One. <clears throat> it's kind of weird to see HL Bourgeois not there. Um, they're 39th right now. I know coaching transition. They have a new coach and a young roster. Uh, they're 11 and 15, and they're not near the top 32 right now as Bourgeois. 
Thibodeau's 41st with a 9 and 19 record. Um, so, Casey, looks- Casey, let me. Uh, I hate to interrupt you, but I, I'm I'm confused here a second. You were talking the Lions girl at Homer Christian. Oh no 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 Homer Junior High. Okay, I thought you said Homer Christian. I, I may okay. I may have said Homer Christian, and I might have heard it in wrong. Which case, okay, I got you. Yeah, she's at Homer Junior High School playing volleyball and is a beast. When she gets to Terrebonne, look out. And uh, and Mama Sierra is an assistant volleyball coach at Terrebonne. So all right, sorry for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was no, I, I understand. I was confused. I may well have said Homer Christian. But just for clarity, it is at no, Homer you, Junior High you, you School. You probably said Homer Junior High. Division two, we've got Assumption, who's fourteen and thirteen overall. They're eighth in the state right now. How about them, Lady Tarpons. The Lady Tarpons had a rough, rough start to the year, man. Like their record at the beginning of the year was not good, but they have won a bunch of matches lately, and they have climbed all the way up to number eighteen. It's going to be a postseason year, and if South Lafouche finishes the year strong. It's going to be a home in the first round postseason year for Coach Sheremy and her team. Look, I'm going to I'll do the math right now. Let me pull up the numbers and tell you. South Lafouche started the year. That's 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 1 and 11. So to get to 10 and 16, that means that they were they're 9 and 5 in their last 14 matches. That's good work from Coach uh, Sheremy and her team. Now, they lost a tough one to Assumption yesterday, but... Assumptions of state power. Now coming home, you got South Terrebonne on tomorrow. You got East St. John after that, who's winless. That's a very winnable one. St. Charles Catholic, who's only got three wins. CCA, who you played a five-setter with earlier in the year. That's a very winnable match. Lady Tarpons are going to finish the season pretty strong, and they're going to make the postseason again. Great job by Coach Jeremy and her staff turning that thing around. Yeah, and you mentioned two games in that uh, that set where you just went over. Must-wins. You got to beat the winners, too. Yes. You got to beat East St. John. You got to, yeah. Playoffs still good, but we're talking home, home for the first round now. Yeah. Ellender is sitting at number 20. Um, They're 11 and 13. Looks like it's going to be a postseason year for Ellender again. Uh, Remember, they played South Lafouche in the opening round last year. South Terrebonne is right on the bubble. They're 7 and 13. So that match with the Lady Tarpons coming up is a huge one for them. And then at the bottom, as we said, East St. John, they're they're 0-20. They're kind of behind the eight ball. They're not going to get in. Division three is where we've got some state powers who are hungry to go to the Ponce Train Center and hungry to win the state championship. E.D. White has finished as the state runner-up like six of the last seven years. It's been crazy. They have been knocking on the door and just have not been able to break through. In Division three, they're sitting at number three right now with a 16-6 and record. Coach Sarah Johnson does a wonderful job with that program. They're going to be around at the end. Vanderbilt with Coach Latasha Wise is sitting at number four right now with a 19-6 and record. Um, so E.D. White and Vanderbilt are there. Morgan City, right? Morgan City's athletic department, you know, hey, we kind of poke fun at times. Oh, they're kind of behind the eight ball. Not in volleyball, they're not. They're 20-8 and eight in volleyball, and they're the number nine team in the state. So the Lady Tigers are cruising. Leads me to believe, hey, maybe in basketball they're going to maybe have some athletes out there and be much improved. Number nine team in the state with a twenty and eight record. Yeah, and I was uh, thinking the same thing. I want, I can't wait for basketball season to see uh, Morgan City. I know their guy team, uh, the guys had a, a pretty darn good team last year. They were competitive. Uh, I want to see how many they have coming back from that team. 
Lutcher, 17 and 8. They're the 12th team in the state in Division Three. Berwick is 14 and 12. 14th in the state. Man, boy, St. Mary representing Berwick doing well. Morgan City doing well. I know Central Catholic's doing well. We'll talk about them in just a second. Um, let's see as we scroll down the list. That wraps up our local teams in that classification. Division Four is where we have um Patterson, who's sit again, another St. Mary School. Patterson sitting at number 16 in the state with a six and six record. Um so they're playing some good volleyball. And Division 5 is where we have Homer Christian and CCA. But first, got to tell you, Central Catholic of Morgan City, the number three team in the state with a 13-9 and record. Boy, they got a good athletic department, don't they? they? I mean, they're good at everything, man. And for a little small community school in Morgan City, they are good at everything. And it's not uh, one, uh, one year. It's consistent. Yep. Several years they've been having a good program from top to bottom. CCA made the decision to hire Coach Craig Hamner in the offseason after he retired from the public school system at Terrebonne. All he's done is go 22-10 and 10 so far at CCA. They're the number eight team in the state. And from what I understand, CCA is actually pretty young. So, boy, Coach Hamner's sitting on something good there. Year one at a new school, you win 22 matches. And the thing that stands out to me is they've already played 32 matches at a time when most other teams have played, you know, in the mid-20s, they've already played 32 matches. CCA going to the postseason. Um, good on them, man. Great, great year. One for Coach Ham there. Yeah, I was just getting ready for a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> One more to go. Home of Christian School, they're number 16. They're 20 and 14. I, I couldn't tell what you were doing. Uh, Home of Christian School's had a great year. They're going to make it to the postseason. And um, Grand Isle, though... They're not going to make the postseason. It's amazing that they have a team. Coach um, Dufresne out there, um, they played two varsity matches. They're rebuilding that program, and it's awesome to see Grandal back competing. Uh, and it's really cool to see them on this list. They're sitting at number 52 competing in the LHSA again. Who would have thought? Yeah, look, it's going to take them a couple of years to get the program from the ground, the bottom floor built up. But uh, they're doing it right. It's a slow process, and – Next year and the year after, look Bro, to see them uh, improving. Dude, they have a coach on volleyball side that has been to the Pontchartrain Center. They have a coach on the basketball side that has won a state championship. So, like, I mean, they got some good people in yeah. place there, man. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Look, they got to get players. Yep. And, and when I players, they got to get students. Got to get the Jimmys uh, and the Joes. Since the storm, I mean, a lot of people left, and they, they're going to have to just rebuild. Got to get the Jimmys and the Joes. When we get back out of this break, we're going to Mr. B.J. Young, who's going to tell us about his Jimmys and Joes and who's healthy and who's not. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. 
Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Welcome back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. Casey just clear here with Coach Brian Colley, and we got Truck in the studio as well. Um, it's Wednesday, and it's a little bit afternoon, so that means that it's time for us to go to South Lafouche High School for our weekly interview with Mr. B.J. Young, who's on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How we doing? Good, man, y'all. Good, man. Um, you guys got a good one coming up on Friday on the road against Morgan City. Uh, you, you told us on Saturday some good athletes, and it's going to present a challenge. Um, how's the week of practice been so far, brother? Yeah, Monday we we, we kind of took a light, just went helmets, try to get some people healed up. Yesterday was able to put on some shoulder pads and stuff, and kind of went shells. Same thing, though, kind of more of a mental focus. But wanted him to wanted the kids to carry around some pads a little bit. But um, today, if we can, we'll get outside and get that third day of work in. Um, you know, just preparing like any other week, man. It's not the same Morgan City team. You know, you're used to seeing they got athletes all over, and, and, they, and, they, and they're fairly big, you know. So, um, told the kid yesterday, if we go over there and just think they're going to lay down, uh, we got another thing coming. So, tell us the injury update, man. I know you guys lost a bunch of them. Otan had an ankle wrapped, and, you know, Nelson was injured. Commerdell was injured. Um, you were without Petrie. Um, give us an update, man. Who should we expect, and, and who are you guys, you know, maybe thinking is maybe questionable for Friday? Yeah, man, banged up. I'm I'm, 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 leave it at that. We banged up. Uh, we're putting the pieces together. Try to get some guys out there Friday night to win a football game. Okay, sounds like a winner, man. Um, offensively, uh, you guys did some things well on Friday. You score forty plus points, moved the ball, um, attacked them on the ground. Meathead had a big game. Carson also made some big plays with the arm. How do you keep that offensive momentum rolling against Morgan City, man? Yeah, I, I I think it starts from you know everything kind of comes off of being able to run the football. Um, <clears throat> running the ball like we were Friday, I think, you know, they tried to had they tried, you know, or they would have had to try to put some people more in the box and maybe try to game you a little bit. Um, so it opened up the passing game. Uh, Morgan City is going to put a bunch of people in the box to start. 
you know, I haven't seen a clip where they haven't had at least seven guys in the box. So, uh, Mike Lee said it best, man. If you're trying to establish a run against an eight-man box, what are you trying to establish? So, um, I think they're going to try to take away the run game. I think we've got to get creative in ways to run the ball because um, you don't want to abandon it fully. I think our skill players are going to have to step up and have a big night. I think we have to go through our progressions quickly and uh, to be able to move the football. You know, I think um, you know, we executed well last Friday, and, uh, you know, the kids got a little bit of confidence, so hopefully we can continue, you know, to uh, to execute this Friday. I think we're going to need to. I think, uh, you know, you got to go into their place, you know, um, and, and there's little things in today's world, man. It's different. So you got to go on grass, right, so that – all them little things play a part in today's high school athletics. So we got to do a good job as coaches to try to eliminate all those, you know, I guess you can call them distractions and thinking you're just going to walk out there and win type deal and kind of be on them and, and push them to be a little better as so we can get better because we're going to need to be. You guys had way more yak yards this past week than you'd had in any other game this season. I could think of the cure broke a tackle and ran about 50. Alamon broke a tackle and got into the end zone. Um, Berg had several long runs after the catch. Is that play design? Is that the receivers just being more confident and being more shifty once they have the ball? I mean, it was noticeable. You guys are making more plays after the catch. What What do you attest that to, uh, you know, uh, from this past Friday? Yeah, look, I mean, absolutely it's play design. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I think, uh, <laughs> no, I think, look, man, I think uh, – you know, they had to do some things on defense to put some guys in the box and, uh, you know, put our guys out there in space a little bit more. And, um, you know, look, we were due for a breakout night. It's all things that we see, you know, our kids do daily. You know, um, we're just kind of waiting for it to come out, you know, for, for everyone else to see. And, um, you know, Colt had a big-time play. Um, looked like he broke four tackles at one time, you know, and it got out and, and there was number four chasing him, you know. So for him to be able to get out of that one and – you know, go score was, was was just a testament a little bit of his athletic ability. Um, you know, as a playmaker, I think Titan had a good one. You know, he cut in. I was kind of on the headset saying no. And then he made a move to the outside and walked in. Um, big block by Landon Jarvis to spring him that last, you know, eight to ten yards. Um, you know, Cam- Cameron's open over the middle. And guys getting in the run game a lot. He was able to catch it and run away from some people. So, um, look, it was things that we see regularly. Um, it was just good to see the kids do it on a Friday night. And, and look, man, honestly, a lot of them have been producing. You know, it's just uh, we've been able to run the football um, versus, versus most people. So they kind of, you know, got to do their part in the run game as far as blocking DBs to get the, get the explosives in the run game. But, you know, when it's their time, you know, they was able to produce, and it was good to see them kids, um, you know, I guess shine on a Friday night. One thing that Assumption was doing well against you guys is they were coming with an unbalanced line. They were kind of shifting things out to the right, and they were running their quarterback that way. Look, it's a copycat sport, man. Um, if Morgan City comes with some sort of similar approach, how are you guys going to attack that a little bit better on Friday? Yeah. I, look, I I wouldn't think it would be out of the ordinary. You know, uh, you said it best. It's a copycat, you know, league, man. Uh, if, you, if you're going to sit there and turn on the film and watch a team, you know, have their way a little bit with, with another team doing a certain thing. I mean, you kind of be crazy not to try to maybe implement that into your weekly, you know, plan to moving forward to the, to the team you're about to play. You know, um, I know we do it, you know, so I, I would anticipate some sort of, you know, heavy, unbalanced set. Um, I think they actually showed it a few weeks, 
you know, already. So it's kind of in their arsenal. So, um, look, I'd be more shocked if they didn't come out in something like that than shocked if they did. I just think, um, you know, when stuff gets put on film, I mean, people try to do the same thing or adapt to what they fits with they, their system. But, but in a nutshell, the same thing to try to attack you as well and see if you made corrections, man. And, uh, you know, that's on us as coaches to get it corrected and uh, be ready for it. You know, shame on us if they come out and they do it and we don't we don't fix it. And, and on the flip side to that, what is it specifically that needs to be fixed to allow you guys to better control those plays? Yeah, look, I, I think it's a, it's a number of things, you know, and it's things that, that's been addressed this week. Um, you know, look look forward to seeing. Look, I'm going to tell you, if they do come out in it, it's going to be huge moving forward that we do stop it because the same thing. St. Louis is going to get it. Ellen is going to get it. Vanderbilt is going to get it. And, you know, there's four left. I don't, I don't, I don't think five and five gets you in. You know, so we got to find a way to win at least six. Um, if you want to be safe, the, the last, you know, the, the last four or the three out of four, somehow, man, you got to get creative. And you know, when it comes down to it, it won't be out the ordinary to see some guys going both ways. Um, you know, trying trying to get it, trying to get it done. You know, um, that's just where we at. It's kind of uh, like I say, four weeks left. It's, it's kind of you know, pedal to the metal, man. It's when I go home and um, saving bodies for what, I guess you could say, you know, because you could sit up there, you know, five and five, six and four and not be in, or you can sell out, try to win these last four and get in for sure. That was kind of the next question, man. Like, it almost feels like it's playoff time for you guys right now. I mean, it's go time. You said, hey, five and five won't get in. That means you guys got to put pedal to the metal right now. As you said, it almost feels like the playoffs are coming early for the Tarpons. I think I think every week here here on out it's kind of a playoff battle. Um, you know, I know we talked about a few weeks ago. You start looking into them PowerPoints and where you're falling. Um, it's about that time of year. You know, you start looking at guys that's around that that bubble line, um, who they got left, who we got left um, on our schedule, who's going to win. You know, it's, it's it's about that time of year where you start kind of digging into it. And um, you know, but look, man, at the end of the day. You know, sometimes it feels like, you know, your dog died. Man, you lost two in a row. Um, Lutcher handled us. There's no secret about that. Um, I thought Friday night we let one slip. I thought I thought we could have won the game. But, like I said, Assumption did what they had to do. They made plays when they had to make plays, and they won the game. But, you know, my, my thing is, you know, you show up on Monday, everybody's kind of moping, right, fall break, and you lost two in a row. But, man, the bottom line is you control your own destiny. You're three and three, um, and you control your own destiny. If you win, you win. It ain't like last year where you're looking up saying it really don't even matter. We can't get, you know, we, we've done, we've shot ourselves in the foot too much. We can't get in right now. You control your own guest, own destiny, and if it don't work out, you look yourself in the mirror. And, um, you know, when I kind of explained it to the kids, it got a little bit of a breath of life in them, you know, uh, that shoot, man, there's a lot of season left. And uh, we got to handle business, and it starts Friday with Morgan City. Before we let you go, I got to have a little fun with you, man. Is Southeastern ever going to win another football game? They're 0-6, man. What's going on? They need they need Brian Young back at quarterback. What's going on out there? Well, one thing about it, I used to spin it a little bit. But, <laughs> no, look, man. I Look, they, they're, they're struggling. You know, um, you know, the offensive coordinator who's over there right now, it was the OC when I was there uh, for my last year. And, um, you know, I've been there a few times, visit, talk ball with some of them guys, and you know, you try to steal stuff, and but they, um, it's a competitive group, man. At that level, it, it's kind of, you know, it, it's it's when I when I go home, at, you know, all the time, and I know they're not happy with zero and six, but um, look at that point, you kind of just take it what it is, man, and 
you try to win one at a time, bro. I think they – shit, if I remember right, I think they played 12. So you take it one at a time and um, you try to you try to get get the next one, man, uh, on Saturday. So um, pulling for him, obviously, is my alma mater. But um, – well, that's even what you call it in college, my alma mater. But, uh, you know, rooting for him, man, and they're going to get it right. Coach, I think Casey was talking about maybe they needed help of you of you coaching, not playing. No, 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 no. I, I meant under center, physically oh. under center. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna tell you right now. I need I need treatment because I was throwing routes when I yesterday. My elbow hurts. My shoulder feels like it's about to fall off. I said, bro, I don't know how some of the NFL dudes do it, but I'm I'm banged up and I don't have to get hit. <laughs> Look, but before before we let you go, and and this is a, a an interesting question. I've never asked you this before. Obviously, you played at the college level, and you played at a high level at the high school level. What's the hardest hit you ever took in your career? I think we were playing. Um, we we're playing Missouri at Missouri week one, and uh, we ran like a power sweep. And um, I pulled and ran the middle, and one of them linebackers caught me on the chin, and it was. Uh, I mean, it was uncomfortable to say the least, you know. But uh, you get up quick, bro. You don't let them know it hurts. You get up quick. You blink, blink the stars out, and you keep going. Welcome to the SEC, BJ. Thanks so much for the time, brother. Have a good one. All right, man. Yep, that's BJ Young doing an excellent job. And by the way, we're giving his Lions a hard time. They've had a brutal schedule. They're going to get right, and they're going to be a player in the Southland before it's all said and done. They're going to beat Lamar probably on Saturday. Quick trivia question. And boy, this will bring us back to a blast from the past. Do you know who Southeastern's starting running back is right now? No, no clue. <clears throat> Harlan Dixon. Do you remember that name? Do you remember who Harlan Dixon is? I remember no. vividly as soon as I saw the Dixon? name. Harlan Dixon. Dixon. He was the... Drug, do you know? He was the Slidell running back the night that we drowned when Slidell faced Central Lafouche. Remember the running back that was running wild? That was Harlan oh. Dixon. I, Did not I know that. I don't think you're on here. We, look, look, I see the, I see the problem. There you go. Now, uh, now. all right. No, I, I, I don't remember a thing from that night. My brain was frozen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the amnesia. Right? Cold, wet. Yeah, Harlan Dixon from Slidell is the running back at Southeast. Did not know that. Yep. Let's catch a break when we get back. Uh, we're going to get some questions answered. Uh, we've got our mailbag segment, um, and we look forward to getting answered all of the things that you guys are wondering. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. Hi, my name is Daniel Lorraine, candidate for re-election for Lafouche Parish Councilman District 9. I'm presently retired and have the knowledge, the experience, and the desire to keep serving the people of South Lafouche. Let me continue to be the voice of Salt Lafouche. On October the 14th, I would appreciate your vote and support. Number 82, God bless, paid for by the Daniel Lorraine Campaign Fund. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galveano. Hello, my name is Devin Lewis. 
and I'm a candidate for Lafouche Parish Council in District 8 seat. I'm born and raised in LaRose and still live just down the street from my parents, Wilbur and Mary, with my three children, Connor, Sophia, and McCullough. I attended school at Holy Rosary, LCO, and South Lafouche High School, and college at University of Tennessee and Tulane University. I was proud to serve my country as a United States Marine. I love my country, my family, and where I'm from. On October 14th, I'm asking you for the honor and privilege to continue to serve all three. My name is Devin Lewis, candidate for Lafouche Parish Council District 8, paid for by Devin Lewis. Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. Welcome back here to Play by Play on KLEB. It's Wednesday, and we just got done with BJ Young. Very quickly, want to give a little bit of uh, some some thoughts on, on what BJ was saying. Um, hate to sound like a pessimist, but whenever you ask him about injuries, and he says, "Oh, we're gonna just run eleven out there," it doesn't sound like very many of the injured guys on Friday are gonna give it a go. Because you would think that if they were able to play and practice, he would have been very eager and energetic to say that. When you ask him, hey, who's going to be out there? And he says, ah, oh, we're going to find 11. I don't think a lot of those guys that got hurt Friday are going to be available. That's just well, my hunch. Yeah, we'll see. He, they might be good to go, and he just doesn't want Morgan City to uh, – he might want Morgan City to prepare for someone else, and a starter can be back in there. So, who I, knows? I hope but, I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, that just didn't sound very uh, – and, and, look, I, I was messing with, uh, with BJ. I, I watched them practice on huddle and all, and – he takes some snap. He can he can still uh, oh. throw that football. <laughs> Look, yeah, you go back and watch some old southeastern games. Yeah, he was not uh not one to mess with. He was spin it, not spin throw it. it, spin it. The, the new correct term. term, spin it. Not one to mess with. He was uh very 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 good. Well, he can spin it. Something tells me that the little the little juniors that I see running around on the sidelines, something tells me they might be able to spin it someday too. Something tells me that we might have some future tarpons that are uh roaming in the ranks anyway <laughs> thought you were talking about the mice in here the little oh. juniors running around the side let me tell you something we got mice in here i already told you i'm out i'm out oh we, got, we have remote equipment <laughs> <laughs> if you got a question for me i'm at casey underscore just clear on twitter just clear casey at gmail.com we're at kaylee b radio on twitter we're at kaylee b radio on facebook find us a way to get your question our first question Try this again. Our first question. Hey, Casey. Who do you think will be the Cowboys starting quarterback in 2024? Oh, my God. Right out of the gate, they give me one that's going to make me want to throw up, huh? Zach is back. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be Prescott because of the salary cap situation. But I will say this. 2024 is the last year of his current deal. They are not going to extend him. 
I think what they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, you show us something in 2024 or bye-bye. And I think that they're going to either play Trey Lance or they're going to draft somebody or whatever. They're going to figure something out. There are some whispers, right? You remember how I've been saying all year long that Jerry wants Deion Sanders to be his head coach? I've been telling you that all year long. you have. I don't think that that's where it's going to go, but I could see them drafting Shador Sanders to be their quarterback. (laughs) Maybe. Look, Shador he ain't can bad. Play. Yeah, he no, can play. he can play. I could see them drafting Shador Sanders to be their future quarterback. He can't spin it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he, he, they came out the gate at Colorado, and that's all you heard about was Shador and the Heisman. One game, he got kicked out the club. Got the, kicked he, out. the Heisman club. I, I could see Jerry taking a flyer and, and and I could that would be right up his alley, dude. Right up his alley. Right. And the listener brought up the Cowboys. So Truck, you know the Cowboys record? Yes. Uh no, two, no, I don't. Two and three? No. No. Or what what no, no, three and two. Yes. Three and two. Let's not get carried away. Three either. and two. You know the Saints record? Three and two. Let's revisit that in Saints. Let's Same record. revisit that in 12 games, okay? We're talking Ooh. present present right now. Next question. Give me <laughs> Hey, Casey! Which college football team is the most likely to beat Georgia and prevent them from a three-peat? This is a good question. This is a really good question. I look at the rankings right now. Obviously, Georgia's number one. I think Michigan's pretty good. They've been blowing out everybody. Could they beat Georgia? Yeah, I don't know. Ohio State, no. Florida State, no. Wouldn't sleep on Oklahoma. Um, but you know my answer to this question? Yeah, LSU. <laughs> no, it's not. No. It's stereo. No, it's not LSU. SEC West? Yes. My que- my answer to this question is going to be one you're going to disagree with. Alabama's going to beat them in the SEC championship game. Alabama's getting better and better every week. Their quarterback, Milrow, is starting to turn the corner. Alabama's the most likely team to beat Georgia. Come on, y'all. Y'all know this. They won't make it to the SEC yeah. championship. Who will? Think LSU's going to make it? I mean, I think they got a chance. I, I hate to say yes. I agree. I, I think LSU's going to be gonna luck there. Out. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm certainly not arguing with that. I would. I would love to see it. Um, hey, Casey. What's the chances that LSU fires Matt House at the end of the season? Well, if the defense doesn't start playing drastically better, 100%. Um, LSU has a full half of the season left to play. If your defense, and I, I mentioned this on Monday, your defense was an F against Ole Miss, it was a D against Missouri. If by the end of the year they consistently start being a C plus, uh, you know, maybe even a B minus, and start having some pretty good games here and there, I think that they'll retain them because LSU's defense was really good last year, right? But if we continue to see giving up 30, 40, 50 points, 500 yards, 600 yards every week, they're going to get him out. If for no other reason than the boosters are going to tell him, Coach Kelly, you're getting him out. They're the ones who control that operation out there and you can't bring someone back who's struggling that heavily. It, the last six games are going to tell the tale, but if we see in the last six games what we saw in the first six games, uh, 100% he's not going to be back. So a good – you can look at it this way. If they make it to the SEC championship game, he's back. I would think right? so. 
I would there, think there's so. no way you get rid of him then. Yeah, I would think so. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Next question. Hey, Casey! Who is your pick to win the World Series? We asked this question to Joe Tuton yesterday, and he said that my Atlanta Braves are going to win the World Series. I'm not convinced that the Atlanta Braves are going to even win their first-round series with the Phillies. Game three today, uh, out in Philly at 4.07 Central Time today. Um, this, this is a best of three, uh, best of five yes, series. Yes, sir. Best, best of, of five. five. Um, and by the way, we already have Texas, who's moved on to the next round. They swept Baltimore. How about this? I'm, and I'm going to answer the question, but I'm going to ask this question and you see if you're surprised. The AL East had three teams get in. They went a combined 0-7. None of those teams even won a playoff game. As good as that division was, that was shocking to me, man. Shocking. I think pitching got exhausted. Yeah. Got, got burnt out. I, yeah, it was just crazy to me. I, I mean, I would have thought, you know, such a strong division and so many strong teams, but to not even win a single. But anyway, to answer the question, I think the team that's going to win the world championship is going to be the Texas Rangers. They're already in the next round. I like their offense. I like Bruce Bochy as a manager. I'm going to go with the Rangers. It's kind of a cop out because they're the only team that's already got a spot in the next round. I'm going to go to the Texas Rangers. What size cap does he wear? Bochy, oh, it's got to be an eight, yeah. eight and three quarters. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's. I, I've never seen a head that big. <laughs> hey, Casey. <laughs> Casey, if you were starting an NFL franchise tomorrow, who would you take as the first player on your team? There's a lot of options here, right? Um, first and foremost, it's got to be a quarterback. So the question that you're asking me is, who do I think is the the best quarterback to pick for the future? Do you select from the college ranks or is it any I, quarterback? I'm going to, I mean, if it were the college ranks, I would pick Caleb Williams. I would assume they mean current NFL player. Boy, Brian, you're going to laugh at me here. <laughs> I'm picking Josh Allen. Even though I think he's cursed, I think he's hexed, I think Josh Allen is the guy. Mahomes is really good. But I'm worried. I worry that he's gonna get hurt someday. He kind of runs a lot, doesn't get down. I don't want Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't want any of the guys that run a lot. Um, I think it's gotta be Josh Allen because you're looking at a guy who's six five, two forty. Those are the dudes who play until they're forty years old. The guys who are a little more wiry, a little thinner, they tend to get injured, they tend to get beat up. Josh Allen's twenty seven. I think I could have him for the next thirteen years. Even though I think he's cursed, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I don't, man, I, I'm so I don't have no clue on this one. I'm a Bills fan. I, I but I, I like Josh Allen. Bills Mafia. Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, there's no curse, so why just as soon take him? Yeah. Are, are you guys surprised that I didn't say one, Mister Joe Burrow? No. Because I, he's going to get hurt. Ah, yeah. That, there you go. Next question, Mr. Billy Joe. Hey, Casey! The next question on the list is, will the Saints beat the Texans on Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, The Saints are favored to beat the Texans on Sunday by a point and a half. Um, So that tells you Vegas doesn't know. Yes, they're they're just guessing. 
Houston averages 376 yards of offense per game, 293 passing yards per game. C.J. Stroud is really good. C.J. Stroud this season for a rookie, for a rookie, has seven touchdowns, no interceptions, has not yet thrown an interception in 186 attempts. I think New Orleans' defense is going to bother him on Sunday, and I think the Saints are going to beat the Texans on the road. How about that? I like it. But I don't agree with. Don't it. necessarily agree right now. Well, I, I can tell you on Sports Corner, his choices are going to be different. I I, I can promise. Well, yeah, because then he wins either way. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's been doing that. Play by play is one team. Sports Corner is another one. I'm glad I, you guys are figuring he, it he's out. Covered. I know how to bet the sports book when the Casey's yeah. name comes up. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm glad you guys are figuring it out. Next question. Hey, Casey. And this is a question that Mr. Billy Wood asks. Over under 45 games played for Zion Williamson this year. Whew. He played in the preseason game yesterday and actually looked pretty good, and he looked to be in pretty good shape. I'm going to say over. You know why? He's playing for another team. Oh. Debut. I I have to debut my my talents. So trying to showcase himself to the rest of the league. Yep. I'll go over, but I'm not gonna go a whole lot over. I th- I think he'll play 50, 50. He played 29 last year. I think he'll play 50, 55, which still means he would miss 30 games. Um. He played. He's played in 24. 61 and 29 in the three seasons that he's played. And that's not counting the fact that he missed an entire season where he didn't play any games at all. Um, I'll go over slightly. Not by a whole lot. I'll go over slightly. Over easy. Easy. How many checks did he miss? How many checks? Yeah, zero. None. Zero. That's the problem. The last one. Well, not the last one. We got two more. Um, One before last one. Give us a score prediction for LSU against Auburn on Saturday. Um, I really think that there's a recipe here where LSU could separate from Auburn on Saturday. LSU has the 120th ranked pass defense in the country. They're allowing 285 yards passing per game. That's terrible. Auburn is dead last in passing offense. The only teams behind them are the service academies who don't even throw the ball at all. They're 156, or excuse me, 156 yards per game throwing. I don't think Auburn's going to be able to throw the ball even against the poor LSU defense. So I think LSU's going to finally get some stops. I think LSU's going to control the game on offense, run heavy offense. I think LSU's going to win 34-17-ish, to ish and I think it's going to be a fairly comfortable Saturday in Death Valley for the Tigers. Wow, blowout. Yeah, I mean, well, they're favored by 11. I'm giving them a couple more points. Yeah, I think LSU's going to win and cover on Saturday. Could be. Uh, I'm. You're afraid I'm, of Hugh Freeze. You've been saying that all week. You're afraid of Hugh Freeze. You think he's going to have some up his sleeve? I think he will. And um, I just – the LSU defense still, I'm not uh, – well, you can't be sold on them right now. Who would you say uh, has a better offense, Mississippi State or Auburn? They stopped Mississippi State. Would you say that they're yeah, about well, even? Yeah, and if I had to pick one, I'd go State. But 
Well, you look like you got something <laughs> enlightening to add. Well, the Tigers are going to win, but well, uh, yeah, the Tigers uh, are going to win because I, both teams have that as the mascot. They 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 <laughs> they're going to run away with it in the last half of the fourth quarter when the other team lays down. Okay. One more. Hey, Casey. I like this next question. Will the Nichols Colonels win the Southland Conference? Um, they're two and zero right now. I think they're going to be three and zero Saturday in a game that <clears throat> yours truly will be calling on ESPN one hundred point three, and um, the nation. Yeah, um, the nation. What? Radio or um, TV, no. ESPN yes. Plus. Oh no 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 no! Correct? No 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 no! I'm not doing TV. I'm doing radio. Oh, it changed. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's I, the over and under now? Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, yeah, we're doing. Uh, no, I thought you were doing ESPN Plus, but they don't trust me for that yet. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. So um, Jack, the star is taking ESPN. <laughs> All right, I get it. I think the Colonels have a pretty good chance. They are two and zero. They have blown out both of their conference opponents. I think they're going to beat Northwestern State. By the way. Do you know who one of Northwestern State's assistant coaches is? You know. I wrote about it over the summer. You you, you probably just don't remember. You know. Think long and hard. God. Oh. You maybe have him on the radio sometime later this week. I'll, I'll try. He's their My, special teams coordinator, Jeremy Atwell. Oh, yes, I did know. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Atwell yeah. is at Northwestern State, yes. former Vanderbilt Catholic head football coach. Um. Look forward to visiting with him on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, I think the Colonels are going to get by that. Next Saturday at Corpus, or excuse me, at Commerce, is going to be a huge game. Um, but, no, I like what the Colonels are doing. Uh, McQuaid's playing a good quarterback. Um, Guggenheim is running the ball hard. I like Jalen Spears defensively. I think the Colonels are doing some good things. I think they have a very good chance to win the South, and I would, I would list it. Obviously, there's some other good teams. I wouldn't say, you know, 60 or 70%. But, you know, they've got a 30%, 40% chance, sure. I, I think that they're one of the top teams, for sure. Hey, Casey! Who wins middle school parish football? The parish. Who wins it this year? I know what everybody's saying. I'm the only person not picking the team that everybody's picking. I know you're picking Raceland. I think Raceland's going to beat Thibodeau in the next couple of weeks. I do. Then it, then it becomes a matter of who wins the Thibodeau and E.D. White game. So to answer your question, I think Thibodeau, E.D. White, and Raceland will all win Parrish. Three-way? Three-way tie. I think it could be a three-way tie. Um, but, boy, that's going to be some fun down the stretch to see those games. I, I, just, I just think that Raceland has the ability to run and throw, and I think that that's hard to stop. I, they start throwing the ball at Howard Kid, and it, it, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a really good game. Does Thibodeau and Raceland – no, they don't play the last game, right? Or do E.D. They? White and Thibodeau play the last okay. game. And then Raceland and Thibodeau play the one before last game. Big, big trophy this year. Who's, who's going to come out fourth? Who's going to come out fourth in the parish? Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, well, Bayou Blue, they're in the, the parish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Bayou Blue or LaRose, whoever wins that game coming up. Yeah, I, I, I truly I, believe. I, I, I'm just blown away with uh, Bayou Blue's size for the number of kids they have and, Man, and their look, performance. 
they hit. They played E.D. White, and they got some safeties and some linebackers that are nasty. They just lay the wood. They're very physical. That's going to be a really, really good game. Let's catch a break when we get back. We will keep the train rolling. we got about 20 minutes left to spin. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hi. My name is Daniel Lorraine, candidate for re-election for Lafouche Parish Councilman, District 9. I'm presently retired and have the knowledge, the experience, and the desire to keep serving the people of South Lafouche. Let me continue to be the voice of South Lafouche. On October the 14th, I would appreciate your vote and support. Number 82, God bless, paid for by the Daniel Lorraine Campaign Fund. Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler Titanium Dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Hello. My name is Devin Lewis, and I'm a candidate for Lafouche Parish Council, District 8 seat. I'm born and raised in La Rose, and still live just down the street from my parents, Wilbur and Mary, with my three children, Connor, Sophia, and McCullough. I attended school at Holy Rosary, LCO, and South Lafouche High School, and college at University of Tennessee and Tulane University. I was proud to serve my country as a United States Marine. I love my country, my family, and where I'm from. On October 14th, I'm asking you for the honor and privilege to continue to serve all three. My name is Devin Lewis, candidate for Lafouche Parish Council, District 8, paid for by Devin Lewis. No chance, that's what you got. This is something that Turtle and I would have talked about, um, but did you follow the... Uh, the wrestling drama yet last night. Did you follow the the saga? No. So last night, um, NXT, which is always on Tuesday, um, which is like the minor leagues of WWE, they had their normal show. But AEW, which was postponed, not postponed, but was moved up to Tuesday because of the MLB playoffs, also was Tuesday. So they went head-to-head and... Um, Boy, a lot of competition, a lot of back and forth. WWE loaded up the show. John Cena was on NXT. Paul Heyman was there. LA Knight was there. On the other side, AEW had Edge making his debut. So it was 
little competition. It was like the '90s when we had WCW and WWE going against one another. It was a, uh, it was an interesting night. And now at about two, three o'clock, we're gonna get the ratings numbers and we're gonna see who won. And um, it'll be very interesting to see who was watching what last night. Very, very interesting. What's gonna happen with uh, <clears throat> is it WWE with McMahon out? Uh, do you you think it's gonna continue going upwards or because is, is triple eight still involved so actually that's the, great timing for that question we actually got some clarity about that yesterday so now wwe is owned by endeavor which is um and they made a parent company called tko which is endeavor has ufc and wwe both under the tko name um you know how dana white is like the spokesperson for UFC, Vince McMahon will kind of be that for the WWE. But we have learned yesterday, um, apparently, according to some of the wrestling journalists and news sites, that Vince McMahon will not be involved in creative at all, which I think is a huge blessing in disguise and a huge step forward because I think as he approaches 80, um, he's just lost touch with what people think is cool. And I think triple H has done an excellent job. And, um, yeah, so we, he's going to kind of be a mouthpiece. He's going to kind of be a spokesperson. If he objects to something that they're doing, he might have a little bit of a voice, but it looks like he's going to kind of be out of that realm. And boy, I think that's a great thing because creative for him right now and creative for what the fans want to see are not the same thing. So triple H is still creating from what we understand, yeah, he's kind of overseeing everything. And ironically enough, on the developmental show, which is on Tuesdays, uh, it's actually Shawn Michaels who's doing it. So, you know, two old buddies and two of the best of all time are kind of giving back in a different way. So we'd be very interested to see some of those ratings numbers tonight when they come out and, and see who won. I think WWE is going to win. Don't know by how much. If it's a wide gap, it's probably big trouble for AEW going forward. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We got some NFL news. Anthony Richardson is out four to eight weeks for the Indianapolis Colts. I've already said on this show, as long as he's out, the Colts are a better football team. I think that the Garner Minshew is a better option for them than Anthony Richardson is. Um, and I think the stats tell it, right? Garner Minshew's completing 68% of his passes. Anthony Richardson was completing 59% of his passes. The Colts, who just got Jonathan Taylor back in the lineup and just signed him to a contract extension, now I think have a better quarterback in the lineup. And now they're a team that no one was talking about in the AFC South, but they're 3-2, and two, and they might be the favorites to win the AFC South. Crazy, man. The NFL is nuts. The NFL always has these stories and these couple of teams that you never think are going to do anything. Like, the Steelers are first place in the AFC North. Who would have even thought that? They've only scored 79 points all year. Their offense is terrible. They're in first place. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that Tampa would be first in the NFC South? Oh, besides for me, who was telling you that after week one? But, you know, hey, <laughs> nudge, nudge. Uh, How you said that? Let's talk about that later in the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there are, there are some surprises out there, man. There are some very interesting things to pay attention to. Um, did you see last night? Oh, my God. I can, I can only imagine. I wasn't watching hockey last night, y'all, so please don't take, my, um, take the radio dial off. I'm not about to talk hockey here. But I was flipping the channels, 
and I saw on the uh, was the team the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins are playing. I believe it was actually opening night last night in the NHL. And during the Penguins game at home, during an intermission, the fans were chanting, "Fire Canada!" Fire Canada. <laughs> Probably not a good thing for Matt Canada when they're chanting at a hockey game in Pittsburgh to fire you. Um, man, people, well, A, people are crazy, but B, did did you see the video of when they got the game-winning touchdown? Matt Canada, it, like, they, they showed the upstairs video and all the other guys, you know, all the interns and all the analysts, they're all, yeah, yeah, let's go, we scored. That Canada looked like he didn't even know where he was. Like, so next you're telling me they can have a janitor with a sign in the stands to fire a coach? Who knows, bro? <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> God, dog. <laughs> in the MLB, we've got one team that punched a ticket to the next round. Uh, the Rangers got a, a sweep over the Orioles. Um. There's some issues in baseball right now. There are a lot of people and a lot of uh, smart people that are complaining. And a lot of people and a lot of smart people that might have a gripe. Baseball changed and expanded their postseason. They allow more wild card teams in. The season ends. And we have best of three wild card series. And then we play the divisional round series. But what that does is that takes the top teams in the sport. It gives them a buy, which, hey, that's cool. You got to buy. But it also gives them like a week off. And baseball is a sport that is kind of not conducive to having a week off. That's all about routine. Hey, every fifth day, your pitcher's pitching. Every day, your hitters are hitting and getting work. And now there's a lot of people in the sport that are saying that they don't like this a whole lot because... The Orioles, who are the number one seed in the American League, got swept. Um, the Braves, the number one seed in the National League, they're struggling. It's one-to-one right now against the Phillies. They got shut out in game one and didn't score a run in game two until like the seventh inning. It looked like they were going to go down 0-2. The Dodgers, the number two seed in the National League, they're down 2-0. They're probably going to get swept. I don't know, man. Like, on one hand, hey, you know, deal with it. You're getting a little extra rest or whatever, but I kind of see their point. Baseball is a sport where you don't want to rest. You want to play. You want to stay on schedule. And it's like we're penalizing teams for having success during the regular season. It can't be a coincidence. There were three teams in the MLB that won 100 games this year. One of them is outswept. The other struggling 1-1 in their series. And the third is down 0-2 in their series. That can't be a coincidence, man. Like, there's got to be – we're going to have to change this, right? Like, we're penalizing the best teams in the sport right now. And this is not the first year of this, right? Last year, it was the same thing. The top seed struggled and lost in the opening round. Don't know that we're going to be able to continue to do this format. You see high school teams, same thing. They don't want to have buys where you offer uh, an extended period of time. Yeah, because it is routine, especially – Major League Baseball, where you play sometimes three or four nights in a row, and it's pretty much consistent. You a couple of days off here and there, but you you're playing for how many months straight? Then yeah. all of a sudden, okay, stop, a week off. 
when you should be playing at your best and you peaking, then a week off, a downfall. Yeah, I, I see where that needs to be addressed, and it, it's not a coincidence. It, it's not. Brian Kelly said today during the SEC teleconference that the fund to support Greg Brooks is well over six figures in donations. Greg Brooks had surgery to remove a brain mass last month, which we have later found out is um, unfortunately a rare form of brain cancer. Uh, Coach Kelly said that Greg Brooks has been transferred to St. Jude's Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, and is going to need another surgery here very soon. Um, that will then allow him to begin the challenge of, of actually fighting the cancer itself. Um, Brooks is a Louisiana kid, started his college career at Arkansas, transferred to LSU. Um, man, like, <clears throat> talk about winning the lottery for the wrong reasons. The type of cancer that he has affects just 350 people a year. Wow. Think about that. Of the billions of people in the world, only 350 are diagnosed with that type of cancer per year. Unfortunately, Greg Brooks is one of them. Um, Brian Kelly said today, our players individually have been impacted that with this world of so many distractions, they've realized how lucky they are to play the game. It could all be taken away from you in an instant. We're certainly continuing to think and pray for Greg Brooks and, um, Hopefully, he's able to get through this thing. And uh, good on the folks who have donated well over six figures. It looks like Greg Brooks will be able to get the best care. And, um, man, we're certainly rooting for him. That's a terrible thing. Yeah, uh, it's a shame. And Yeah, hopefully the donations keep pouring in. It's going to take a lot and uh, give this young man a, a, a fighting chance to, to beat this cancer yeah and not to not to scare anybody and you know i certainly believe in the power of you know jesus christ in terms of fighting these things um but the survival rate for this type of can't like he's he's in a, he's in a real fight he's in, he's in a real fight he is in need of prayers if you're into that type of thing um please 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 pray for greg brooks um mark stoops had some interesting things to say <laughs> His team lost to Georgia 51-13 on Saturday. And when asked what Kentucky has to do to close the gap between they and Georgia, did Mark Brooks say, or did, did Mark Stoops say, um, you know, hey, well, we got to tackle better, we got to block better? No. He instead called on Kentucky's NIL collective to raise more money. As he said, and I quote, I could promise you. Georgia's bought some pretty good players. You're allowed to do that these days. And here at Kentucky, we could certainly use some help. That's what they look like, you know what I mean, when you have 85 of them. I encourage anybody that's disgruntled to pony up some more, and maybe we could have those things here at Kentucky. Kind of interesting to hear him say, Georgia's just buying what they want. Mark, uh, Kirby Smart said that he had, quote, no reaction to those comments. It's much to do about nothing. I think his Mark, I think Mark is trying to garner interest for money from his fan base for his collective, and we're all trying to do the same around college football. I'm not biting on that. So Mark um, Stoops taking shots at Kirby Smart, and then Kirby Smart having some restraint, unlike Nick Saban, who last year when Jimbo Fisher said the same things, 
Nick Saban was, you know, starting a back and forth and they were going at one another. So I like when coaches are talking trash about other coaches. I like that. That's fun. And Mark Stoops is probably right. Half of the guys on Georgia's roster are probably there because of NIL deals. But at the end of the day, if you want to do it, do it better. If, I mean, if you want to get to that level, you got to do it better. That's the name of the game. I could not like that. You cannot like that. Mark Stoops cannot like that. But at the end of the day, that's where we are. And if you're not doing it, you're going to fall behind. Did uh, Dabble, are you listening? I was talking to a Clemson fan the other day. And who they are frustrated with Dabo. Ooh, man. Um, look, we didn't talk about this. And I actually made some money off of this, so I was excited. Clemson was a 23-point favorite against Wake Forest this past weekend. 23-point favorite. They won 17-12. to 12. Like, they're, <laughs> they're barely beating the bottom feeders in the ACC right now. And, Casey, that goes to, to, to show you Clemson's playing. We're not even talking about them. Like, they are irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we're October the 11th, and they're done. Like they're done, and they play Miami on next Saturday. Two, not this coming Saturday, but the following. They still got Notre Dame. They still got North Carolina. They still got South Carolina. Like they're not done losing yet. Um, if you're if you're the AD there, like you've been an AD before. Like you don't want to meddle, you don't want to tell a guy what they have to do if it's not your you as the head coach. You want to trust your guys. But just seeing the way that the sport is going, you have to tell him this offseason, like, bro, you we better start getting some transfers, right? Like you have to tell him it's time to evolve, right? Yeah, you look, you want to stay out of the program, but the the thing is on the college level, when these boosters keep coming to you, uh, you have no choice. So, yeah. <laughs> because, look, dude, you know, if you don't have that conversation with him, then they're going to fire you and get somebody who is going to have the conversation yes, with him. Exactly. So they will be having – I'm sure they have had conversations already. And something is going to change next year. Either he's going to go into NIL, the, the portal and all this stuff, or he's looking for a new job. Yeah, I, I really believe that that's a realistic possibility. You've been following. Oh, I, I say you've been following. I don't know if you've been following. Have you been following the news of Troy Dannon, who has left Tulane and has gone to Washington? He fired some shots at Tulane yesterday. Did you see that? Uh, no, but I, I got a text Saturday right after Sports Corner telling me uh, someone informed me that he was leaving, but that, that's the extent of it. So Troy Dannon, the athletic director at Tulane, um, is leaving Tulane to go take the same position at the University of Washington. And... In his introductory press conference yesterday at Washington, he said, and boy, this is kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know that he's necessarily wrong, by the way, right? Like, I think that he might be kind of right, but just don't like the way he said it. He said, I'm a competitor. I want to win national championships. Let's be honest. You can't do that at Tulane. I want to come and I want to do that here. You can't win a national championship at Tulane. It's very interesting to hear him say. Um... Don't know that he's necessarily wrong, but I just wish he would have said that a little bit better. That's kind of a slap in the face to Tulane. I, I don't like he- I don't like hearing him well, say that. For, you could win a national championship at Tulane. I, I don't. Why well, he's saying you can't? 
Yeah, I think it. You know, he means you know. Hey, even if you go twelve and zero, you know, you're you might not even get in. Like I, I, I understand where he's coming from, but it. And then he he followed up saying, you know, hey, when I go to compliance and I want to get something, like you know, I want to be told, yeah, I've been told no for ten years. Um, and of course, Tulane, there's athletic restrictions and there's different things holding you back. It's not impossible. It's challenging, but again, I, I just wish. You, you could say that you're excited about your next opportunity without poo-pooing on your previous opportunity, and I wish you would have taken the high road there. Right, and he did a good job at Tulane. Uh, it, it's just crazy now he, he leaves now because the program's on an upswing. Does it, make, does it make it more likely that you think that Willie Fritz might leave now at the end of the season without his AD? Uh, no. I, no? He may retire. I um, because look, man, I, I truly believe you know, Willie Fritz will come out and say, "Oh, well, I was never going to Georgia Tech." No, you were going to Georgia Tech. You didn't like that it leaked, and then you got upset, and then you went back to Tulane. Um, so obviously he was flirting with other programs last year, and you're having another great year. Um, it's gonna be a very interesting off season to see. Uh, I don't know what jobs are gonna come open. But that's kind of the thing about Willie Fritz, though, right? Like, he's like in his 60s. So I don't know that a really big job would offer him because they'd probably want more longevity or whatever it may be. Um, that's going to be interesting. And, and it's also going to be interesting to see who Tulane gets to replace uh, Troy Dan. That's going to be Washington. a question. That, they got to hit a home run with this hire. <clears throat> that's going to be very interesting to follow. Um, very, very interesting to follow. And, and, and look, I think that Dannon did a really good job. Um, Willie Fritz hire is was was is a very good one. Um, getting Hunter in basketball has panned out. Lisa Stockton does an excellent job with the women. The one gripe, baseball kind of was not good under his watch. Hopefully they could get that turned around. But yes, I agree. There's a couple of hires he made in baseball that didn't pan out at all. So so we'll see. We'll see um, where the green wave go. But that puts a pin in us here today. We want to thank everybody for listening. Tomorrow, we're going to try to get Taylor Griffin on. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to try to get Dennis Skeens on. Uh, I know I promised you we'd try to get Dennis Skeens on. We'll try to get him on. Talk about Cecilia, who's rolling. And uh, all leading into Friday. We can't wait for Friday when we got South Lucian Morgan City. But first, tonight, we got... Weather permitting, and I look out the window, and it looks to be a little more clear out there, a little more pleasant out there. So we've got LCO and Lockport tonight at Central Lafouche, scheduled kickoff 6 o'clock. Tomorrow night, we are scheduled to be at uh, E.D. White, Golden Meadow and E.D. White. We don't anticipate any issues there. The weather should be gorgeous tomorrow. So some more middle school leading into the high school. Um, Have a wonderful rest of the day. You've been listening to Play by Play. Love you guys. God bless.